What if you were born with a disease that you always knew would kill you? And then what if all of a sudden you were given a second chance? Well, that's exactly what happened to me. And it's the question that we explore on the new podcast series, Breathless from Snack Labs. Join me, Jeremy Saunders, for a series that explores what it means to live and die, to love and to lose, and what it's like to have your whole life turned upside down and the unexpected challenges that come with a life-saving drug. You can listen to Breathless now, wherever you get your podcasts. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, baby. Hello, my love. <sighs> we are <clears throat> back. We are back. Another week, another episode. And, uh, <laughs> and you know. You know what that kind of reminds me of is... Um, um, in, I'm journaling when I journal sometimes I, I'll look back and I'll read some of my journal entries and the, sometimes they're just like September 10th, 2020 woke up again <laughs> another morning. <laughs> Here we ever, go again. <laughs> do, I, I've never kept a journal. I've never kept a diary or anything, but, <clears throat> um, but I have gone back and I've read like, I've read so I've, I've written like a number of like op-ed pieces and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. And 
and I've done, you know, I've done like creative writing um, in, in my time. <clears throat> and I, I know that when I go back and I read those things, oftentimes I'll, I'll have this feeling of like, this is going to sound so vain, but I, whatever, who, I'm, I'm, I'm egotistical maniac. Um, uh, where I'll read it, I'll go, that was me. I did that. <clears throat> oh my God. I'm so good with words. Like, I'm so surprised that I wrote it. Do you, do you ever like, when you're going through your journal, are you ever like, like shocked at what you're capable of or like, you know, like, or are you ever like, whoa, that, that doesn't sound like me. Like that's a, like th- those words don't sound like they were my words. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. I definitely feel that like there's stuff sometimes I'll read back on. And I'll be like, who wrote that? Right. Like I didn't like that. I don't, I've never had that thought before. Right. And, um, and it's really interesting because a lot of the times when I write in my journal, it's like not out of a sense of duty, but it's out of a sense of like, well, like I'm usually it's cause I'm like, I'm feeling something and I, I can't figure it out. So I need to write it out or I'm going through something like my dad being sick. I was journaling a lot. Like I just kind of want to, remember the phases of this. Like I want to be able to look back on this and see what these phases were like. <clears throat> right. And, um, but a lot of the time it's just me committed to not knowing what I need to say or whatever, but just keeping my pen at the page. And so sometimes uh, this has been happening a lot in the last few days, especially I'll just be writing and I'll be like the sentence, like there's no end to the sentence. Like there's, I'm just writing and I'm like, I'm really worried about the, and then I just like blank out and I'm like, I will go into a daydream. And when I come back to it, I'm like, what, what the fuck was I even, what was I, what, what was I writing here? I have no idea. Right, right. It, it's funny. Cause I wonder how often that happens when I'm in conversation, you know, like when I was coaching new yoga teachers at a, a point in my life, I, I would say like, sometimes you're going to start talking and you don't know what the end of your sentence is going to be until you get there, you know? Right, and, yeah. uh, and you just kind of have to be, open and okay with like the idea that uh, trust yourself that you're going to come out with something that makes sense. Right. I yeah, it's interesting that you're saying that. Like, I feel like, uh, and this is probably, I I'm sure our listeners are so fucking tired of hearing us talk about this, but like, I feel like we, and we've been talking about this, you know, quite a bit over the last little bit, but you know, our show has been like evolving over the last four years and it's, um, it's, it started off as one thing and now, and, and it's slowly like becoming this, you know, whatever this, I'll other- tell you what it's becoming. It's oh, yeah? becoming a, oh, yeah. a, an opportunity for me to uh, to warm up um, like my karaoke skills. It's going to eventually just become a karaoke ah, podcast. Yes, that's what Slowly I thought. But surely. That's what I thought we started this show. Um, uh, <clears throat> anyway, yeah, I feel like that's that's what this show is. We never really know what the fuck we're going to talk about. And we always just sit down and something comes out. And for some reason, every week, people keep listening. So, hey, for all you listeners out there, we love you and thank you for tuning in. And if you want to be watching... Don't watch- you have anything better to do than uh, to- Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't, <laughs> don't, uh, don't put any fucking ideas in their heads. Um, uh, if you are... If you are... You can watch this, you know. Did you know this, folks? Uh, if you are listening to this, you can actually watch Bridie and I have these foreplay segments uh, before we throw to our guests, uh, we call them our foreplay segment because it's what we do to get you lubed up and ready for a conversation. Um, and we are recording these and putting them on our Patreon. Uh, 
so if you want to go to patreon.com slash turn me on, go check it out. Uh, you can see you can see how shitty our home internet connection is right now because um, uh, Bridie, you just keep you just you're you're there, but you just keep freezing. So this is going to be a really uh, shitty version of the video. But hey, that's weird because you were doing. I'm I'm not breaking up in my video, but you're you're doing some some weird things. Yeah, I think it's I think we have too many people on the internet in this house right now. Um, oh. So uh, maybe turn off the internet on your phone uh, if you have it on on your phone right now. That would help. Is that an announcement to the whole house? To everybody uh, who's in the house n- right now? No, it's not an announcement to the whole house because I. Uh, but you know, whatever. So, sure. <clears throat> so uh, listen. Speaking of ep- uh, uh, the podcast that we have, uh, we've been talking for six minutes. And we haven't talked about a fucking thing. But we are going to throw to a conversation where we do talk to someone about something, and we are talking to a stripper, or as she likes to put it, a dancer. Uh, we talked to Chloe, the the uh, the host of the UK podcast, Stripper Stories podcast, and um, if you want to see a very juicy, very impressive rump, I would say go on over to our Instagram because Chloe submitted a photo for Sunday Bunday and man, that lady has got back. Yeah, she sure does. I, I was like, whoa, this, I, first of all, I didn't know who sent it. Cause sometimes I just like, I'm scanning through emails and I can see that people have like made submissions. And so I just like click on it and yeah. all I can see is a butt and usually people's faces aren't in them. But then as I like, as I could eventually peel my eyes away from fantastic bottom i looked up and i was like oh i know that girl and then yeah i remembered no, we just no. talked to her now if we ever see that butt in real life we'll go oh i know that butt <laughs> uh <coughs> hey we were we were supposed to record yesterday but uh shika fucked up and we were both really cranky and so we didn't and now we're recording and i think that you had some stuff that you wanted to kind of cover um, and you said that we talked about it yesterday and i don't remember that so can you fill me in what what did you want to <laughs> talk about well, we got a we got a brain boner. It's based on a brain boner, so I'll read you the brain boner. It's very short. Okay. Um, I recently learned about clit growing on Reddit, and I was wondering if you had an opinion on it. Thanks. I'm sorry. Did you just say clit growing? Yes, indeedy. <clears throat> clit growing. Um, d- uh, have you done some research into this? I well, hold on. I I know that maybe I'm so off base here. But I know that I know I've spoken to some trans folk um, who have clits and have and have seen their clits grow through the use of uh, tea, taking mm-hmm. testosterone, yeah. <clears throat> and their clits kind of uh, turn into. Uh, I don't. I actually don't know if this is like if this is not kosher to say, but I, like I, I, the way I, the way I, I, the way I took that information in, I was like, oh, you're like growing your clit into a penis. Mm-hmm. Or you're gr- growing your clit into like a more longer phallic um, shape, yeah. but is that is that what we're talking about here? Or are we talking about like, are we talking about like, <laughs> like someone sitting down and just going, and just pushing that thing out? <laughs> well, there are three methods, and that is one of them. Um, oh. Wait, no. p- the push out? Oh, geez. <laughs> I was like, holy fuck, right? It's like, have you ever tried to do that to your belly button? It's like when. Sometimes yeah. it happens accidentally. Okay. And you can so, see my belly button right now if you go to patreon.com slash turn me on. There it is, guys. There it is, folks. 
It's. I wonder how similar belly buttons are to buttholes. I mean, I know one is open and one is not, but in terms of like that, that tissue, that's the belly button. I mean, the, the, the belly button must be mostly scar scarring tissue, right? Cause you literally had a whole other body chopped off of your body. And my belly button's really unique and cool and fun because I have a question mark scar that goes from the top around and down because that's where they took out 75% of my colon and threw it in the garbage. And then we're like, is this a belly button? I don't know. Let's put a question mark on it. Um, All right. Well, that is one. That's one uh, way of doing it. Uh, So one of the one of the most common methods are um, the system. This is I'm reading this right from Wikipedia, but is the systemic use of testosterone for an extended time. Right. Okay. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. For trans folks, um, that is you know, if you if you are looking to enlarge your clitoris, then uh, or your clitoris, then that is uh, one way you can do it. What is the proper um, pronunciation there of clitoris? Is it clitoris, clitoris or clitoris? Great question. I have no idea. I changed my uh, Siri to an Indian male sound, okay. and uh, yeah. he pronounces things very differently uh, from the other Siri. Um, let's see what how he. I bet he won't even say it. Siri, can you say clitoris? No, nah, literally, he just... What a prude. Siri's such a prude. He's, he's just like, la, 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 la. He's yeah. still waking up to L- Let me try this. Classical music. Alexa, how do you pronounce clitoris? I pronounce that clitoris, but I'm always working on how I say things that I might not have it right. Aw. Well, you're you're doing so good, Alexa. Thank you. Lots of self work happening there. Um, Another, I I digress. Another um, method is the use of a pump. Um, So, you know, first of all, when I first got this um, brain boner, and I googled click growing because I don't really, I didn't, I mean, I had an idea of what that was, obviously, but I didn't know anything about it. And um, I think the most fun thing about 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 being asked a question like that are the like many, many rabbit holes you can go down in terms of, of like, Oh my God, like this links to this, to this. Okay. So I went to the Reddit, um, thread that she was talking about. I don't understand Reddit, but I think they're called threads. I went to the thread and, um, there's lots of very close up images of, uh, clitorises, clitori, one clitoris at a time inside of a pump. And they do like look like they can get, I know, you know, we all start out with, with them at different sizes anyway, but, um, it does, they do look quite like they are getting quite long. Whoa. Yeah. Um, Look at these, look at these big old clits. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. Whoa. That's a really big clit. Whoa. Mm -hmm. This is so interesting. Isn't that interesting? Wow. I'm going to see what I can do here on the video. Yeah. Continue bride. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to lie. The first time I looked at these photos, I was like, oh, I was uncomfortable. I was uncomfortable just because I, what I, the, the sensation I can imagine, it might feel really nice, but I also feel like, um, I don't know, there must be a certain amount. Like I think about women or, um, people who, people who need to like pump like breast milk, let's say, and how, like I've seen how, how 
you know, I grew up with a, with a, with a stepmom who breastfed my four younger sisters. I saw it all. And like, that looks like it would fucking get a little bit uncomfortable after a while. Um, You mean, you mean the pump? Like the pump? Yeah. 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 And just like the impact on like the nipples. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 Man, this is, Uh, uh, wow. This is really, I'm going down a rabbit hole here. So the it, what I've learned from oh. Wikipedia is that from Wikipedia, like I haven't actually talked to anybody who's done this before, is that it looks like all the current methods that are possible do present a certain risk. Um, there's always, you know, if if you're wanting to grow your clit for reasons, you know, right. for reasons that are, um, I don't know, aesthetic or you know, pleasure right. or fetish or whatever, you you just need to know that, um, like, if you're doing it, let's say, if you're, if you're like, I'm going to do this and I think the best w- method is taking testosterone, there will be other physical changes that result in that that may not be the desired change that you're looking right. for. Right. right. So then in that case, you're probably going to use something more like a pump. And, um, and so... Evidence, it says, proving its 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 effectiveness. I'm sure, like for a lot of things, like you know, lipstick that plumps your lips, or like penis enlargement pumps, which we've seen on the internet for fucking ever, are eventually are probably temporary. Like the effects are probably temporary, and then and then there's it shrinks back down to its ordinary size or or maybe like slightly stretched out but it the tissues around there are, all, are pretty delicate and filled with blood vessels and so there it can be you can damage those things so you you uh, kind of have to take a look at the risks and and um and decide whether it's worth uh <clears throat> your reason for wanting to do that right um i i just i want to say i so i brought up a photo here uh um and I accidentally exploded it like full screen. So if you're watching, I'm, I'm sorry for not giving you any forewarning of this of this gigantic clip being uh, sucked up into a pump. Again, if you want to watch it, patreon.com slash turn me on. Did you put uh, it up on the screen? I did. And you know what? I have a feeling that this won't fly on Patreon. <laughs> You know what? We'll just, if we get flagged, we'll get flagged. You know, I'm going to take it down now. So It's uh, like... I didn't, I didn't see it happen, so I don't know oh, how yeah. long it was up. It was up for a bit, and it was really, it was, re- I was, I was taken aback, and I was the one who put it up. So, um, it's real. So, so I guess like this is this would be, this would be something that people that people with clitorises could potentially do, not just for transitioning, but like it, it's also like a, it's like potentially a pleasure thing, or or like a, like a, a like a sort of fetishized sort of experience mm-hmm. <clears throat> wow. it can be yeah yep wow um, and, and, and the person who wrote in that brain boner like they were just like hey like tell me about clit growing is it, or or were they like i've been growing they didn't say anything about growing their own clit did they no they just said they wanted mm. our opinion well i let me let me put this out here um to all of our, our beautiful lovely wonderful listeners um if you are someone who whether you're someone who has gone through uh, purposely growing a clit uh, for transitional purposes or or growing or clit growing for any any other reason, um, drop us a line. Shoot us an email, turnmeonpodcast at gmail.com. 
Uh, you don't necessarily have to come on the show, but fuck, we would love to have you. Um, but in the very least, just uh, write to us and let us know what your experience was with that. And uh, we would love to hear your hear your story. We don't even necessarily need to read it on the show. If you want to remain anonymous or not even have it read, I just, I'm just endlessly curious. It's so interesting. Well, yeah, I, I agree. And you know what? It's only, it's only given me more questions because mm. one of the other methods is, um, is, is a saline injection. Whoa. And so when I Googled that, a saline injection for click growing, um, I see a, a, a whole bunch of results about the O shot, the orgasm shot. Okay. And I have no idea where this is going to take us, but in just in terms, so so there are other reasons you would take a saline injection, not in the the clitoris or clitoris, but they but there's other this orgasm shot is is uh, I guess reputed to mm. be a treatment for clit owners um, for helping them feel more sensation or arousal. Um, okay, I'm going to read this to you. Interesting. Okay, okay. How, yeah. does the, how does the O shot work? First, the patient's blood is drawn, about half a tablespoon, and placed in a centrifuge to separate out the PRP. Do you know what that means? Sick boy PRP? Host? I no, I don't. Uh, plasma? Uh, I don't know. PRP in blood? Okay. To determine where an injection will have... You can keep reading. I'll look that up. Yeah, to the separate out the PRP. Oh yeah, yeah, that, I was right. It's platelet. It's platelet rich plasma. I was, I was right. Look at that, man. I'm telling you, five years of a podcast about health. I think I've learned a thing or two. <clears throat> okay, so this says. Uh, um, to determine where an injection will have maximum results, this, the doctor does vaginal mapping, asking the patient where they're most sensitive, and then an anesthetic cream is applied to the area. Um, okay. The procedure costs 1200 to $1,500 and isn't covered by insurance, blah, blah, blah. Um, has the added benefit of creating uh, what's referred to as an immediate volumizing effect, which lasts up to a week. Okay. Um, the real payoff, though, comes over the next few months as the PRP stimulates the stem cells, collagen, and blood vessels, says another doctor, who calls it fertilizer to grow the tissue. Okay. Now, that sounds interesting. I mean, people are obviously um, treat you know they're they're treating themselves for lack of orgasms like that's the that's the thing okay they're they're i I mean i imagine or or maybe more more um i don't know like more extravagant orgasms deeper orgasms i'm not sure but but there are testimonials of people who who say that it it does help um it does help getting helping to get increased sensitivity in the clitoris. Interesting. Hey, have you ever like, um, have you ever, this, this reminds me and, and, and uh, I don't know if you want to go down this lane or not, but this reminds me of, um, do you know anyone that has ever had their clit pierced? Um, I'm sure I do, but I don't know who they are. Right. Sure. Okay. Uh, is, is that something do you, do you think that, cause I know that you and I both had our nipples pierced. Um, 
And like, do you think you would ever do? You, do you think in a different life you would have ever gotten your clip pierced? I, I, I'm imagining that you wouldn't get your clip pierced now. But like, do, is like, had you ever have you ever thought about getting your clip pierced? Oh yeah, totally. Oh yeah, yeah. I would say most rec- like the most recent time I had thought not not um uh, not my clip, but maybe the hood. Right. Yeah, cuz so I didn't know this, but there are there are several different types of clip piercings. Um there's 1 2 3 4 5 6 different types. There's the glands, a clitoral glands piercing is the only version that pierces the actual clitoris, generally through the clitoral head if it's a vertical piercing or its midpoint if it's horizontal. The VCH, the vertical clitoral hood piercing, wins in the popularity contest among clit decor. It pierces vertically through a thin section of the hood's peak. <clears throat> this is all coming from healthline.com. Uh, HCH, the horizontal clit hood piercing. So that's same as VCH, except it's going horizontal. The triangle. Uh, the triangle piercing goes horizontally through the base of the hood and underneath the shaft of the clitoris, according to one of the early <clears throat> performers of the procedure, Elaine Angel, author of Piercing Bible. So it sounds like that one's kind of like a little more rare. It looks good. The photo of it looks wild. Uh, What's it called? The triangle? The, the triangle, yeah. The Princess Diana. Princess Diana piercings, according to Angel, who named the concept, are usually performed in pairs and may be in addition to a VCH. They, they're essentially VCH piercings, but done off to the sides. If you have a VCH, you might flank it with PDs, for example. Princess Diana's PDs. <clears throat> um... And then the final one is the is called the the Christina. I like the name of that one. The Christina, also called a Venus, isn't actually a clitoral glands or hood piercing, but it's often brought up as an alternative. One insertion point goes through the very front of the vulva, called the cleft of Venus. The piercing then extends through a small portion of the mons pubis where it emerges. Whoa! Yeah, this one's so wild. Okay, so uh, for for the folks at uh, actually, no, I can't, I can't do it. Uh, for the folks at home, if you Google Healthline clitoris piercings, you'll get a a, a Pinterest uh, photo that you can look at, and it's got all the little designs of these of these piercings. It's so interesting. Um, well, now I'm d- fucking down the rabbit hole of the history of genital piercings because that's I, I, like... I've I've thought about I thought about getting my dick pierced uh, several times because I, I knew a guy in high school. I'll leave his name out, but he was he was he's a really lovely human, very fascinating individual. He was very fun to hang out with. He had a he had a big fascination with like um, reptiles and stuff. He always had like he always had reptiles, he like pet pet frogs, lizards, like it, snakes hanging out at his house was a fucking the coolest. But one day I was driving down uh, Sackville Drive, uh, this, this like main strip in my neighborhood, in my the town I grew up in, and I see him. <clears throat> we'll say his name was uh, was Corey. So I'm driving, and I see Corey, and I put the window down. And I go, "Hey, Corey!" And he runs up. He goes, "Hey, dude, check it out!" And he just whips out his dick, and he got the uh, he got his frenulum pierced, and I was like, "Oh my god!" And and we were in high school, and um, and I just I thought, wow. You are, you are one of the coolest individuals. Not cool because you got your dick pierced, but just cool because like he was just living his own life. He didn't give a fuck what anybody thought. He's you know 
So anyway, I, <clears throat> I, I, think I, I think I looked up to him when, when he showed me his penis that day. I really looked up to him. And, uh, and I think maybe I like romanticized the idea of like going, yeah, live your fucking life. Do what you want. But I, I'm a little too scared, I think, to get my, to get my penis, penis uh, uh, pierced. Although we did talk about once the, the Jacob's Ladder, which is like basically from your frenulum and then several piercings all the way down the bottom of your shaft. And, yeah. and n- totally not like, you know, if I would listen to way more tool growing up, maybe that would be my thing. Um, but I didn't, I was more of a radio head guy. So, uh, so I don't think the Jacob's ladder is for me, but every time I've seen a photo of a Jacob's ladder, I'm always like, God damn, that's fucking cool. Well, yeah, I'm, so now I'm down this like rabbit hole again, like I said, of the history of it. And it, it, I found this one line that I find really funny. Piercing the genitals became a short lived trend at the end of the 19th century. Hmm. In particular, for upper classes of the society, of the society, it was during the Victorian era. At the end era. of the nineteenth, so, so that's the that's the eighteen hundreds, right? That would be like that would be the yeah. like eighteen like eighteen ninety. Like people were getting their 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 junk pierced way back then. Okay, people were getting their junk pierced w- even like way 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 before that. But this is just a really funny sure, little sh- piece. sure of course. So, okay. uh, in, because it's in particular for the upper classes of society. And so oh. it says it was during the Victoria era, Victorian era, that the huh. practice of body piercing in the Western world reemerged. Many wi- men and women of the Victorian royalty chose to receive nipple and genital piercings. Hmm. Wild. Yeah, that's super interesting. I wonder, like, yeah. I, wonder if, I wonder if, like, I wonder how many queens... How many queens? Well, I mean, like, like, why is that called the princess? It was called the Princess Diana, right? Princess Diana. Why is it? Probably because she had it. No. (laughs) You heard it here, folks. You heard it here first. Turn me on has just broke the news. Princess Diana had her vagina pierced. Wow. Yeah, probably not her vagina. We should probably use at least, you know, correct anatomical, unless that was her vagina. Right, right, sorry. It's not an internal piercing, right? right? No, it was a, um, a No, yeah, you were right. It's uh uh the 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 Princess Diana. Well, the Princess Diana, it it looks like the vulva. Like it looks like the it looks like the or sorry, it's a little the inside. Like, it looks like the outer labia in this photo. But but I again, I can't like quite tell. <laughs> it's funny when you type in Princess Diana and you let Google complete, it's like obviously death, <laughs> death. Wedding beanie baby price. I gotta, I gotta bring the, I gotta, I gotta bring this up on the, uh, on the, on the stream here. Um, okay, but, great. But Bride, uh, uh, if you, Bridie, if you Google, if you Google clit piercings, earrings, okay, and okay. the the, fir- the first image, uh, it should say clitoris piercings, fifteen FAQs on the type. Like that's the that's. So let me know if you find that if you see that. But I'm gonna bring it up on the stream so people can see clitoris earrings. Yeah, try. Yeah, that that's that was like the audio. Fifteen so, FAQs. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, that's it. Yeah, yeah. So it it looks like a little animation, right? Do you see that? Copy. Like little animated vaginas. Yeah, I'm at it. Yeah. I okay, like so, this. So the Princess Diana. Yeah. Does that With not the look? HCH th- yeah, it's kind of cool. cute, eh? <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Um, so it, the Princess Diana. That, that like kind of looks like the, the, the outer labia, labia, right? I would say. Right, I get right because I guess in right because this photo, the way that this photo is, there is no such thing as an outer labia. 
Right, I see what you mean. Photo, no, yeah, I yeah, don't think so. yeah. These like these animations. It man, it's uh, yeah, so interesting. Look at the triangle though. Eh? Check it, looks it out. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the triangle is fine, but I I think the HCH looks even cooler. Well, you know, Brad, you're you're 36. You're you know, and uh, you've got lots of life ahead of you. You you can do what you want. You know, live your fucking yeah. life. You want to get that. You want to get that hood pierced up. I, I think, literally. I say go for it. I have so many other things I need to think about than <laughs> body modification right now. Like I am just, um, you know. <clears throat> there was a, a time when I was very absorbed with like those. I already, once I took my nipple rings out, my nose ring was gone, my belly button ring was gone. I was like, I think I'm done. I think I'm done. It. Yeah. Yeah, I'm getting a full back piece in November, <laughs> and that's gonna be uh, that's gonna be a lot. So, I wonder what uh, osteopaths would have to say about genital piercings, because I know that they there mm. are some feelings about what piercings and tattoos and yep. any body modification I can imagine <clears throat> does to the connective tissue. How it how it how the rest of the connective tissue in your body yeah. responds to it. Yeah, my osteopath Dina, Dina, who's been my osteo um, over the years, <clears throat> she 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 was like she was really annoyed that um, that I had my belly button pierced and both my nipples pierced and my nose pierced and my ears pierced. Like she, you know, she was just like, and it was all about scar tissue and all about things pulling on other things. And I got a fucked up back, and it's you know my lungs are this and yada yada. So yeah, it's it's true. I I mean, yeah, I wonder. I I don't know enough about that about like how how it could affect your how how it's going to affect your junk but I might find out soon. Did I tell you I'm thinking about going back to school? Yeah, we we should we should get it. You you were thinking about doing that? Mhm. Hmm. Yeah, I'm thinking about going back to school in so I can start touching people's bodies in healthy cool. ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you don't have to go to school to do that. You can just uh, you know, just get out there and and, Free uh, hugs. Yeah, give consensual hugs, <coughs> consensual hand jobs, like all those things. That's just healthy ways of touching people. Mm, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking of consensual hugs and hand jobs, uh, which has nothing to do with our upcoming guest, um, although I'm sure that they've given a few. Uh, we spoke with Chloe from Stripper Stories podcast. She is a lovely woman, straight out of the UK, and. Um, I totally, totally had a crush on her while we were talking with her. And <clears throat> I think you will too. And I think we should throw right into our conversation with Chloe, uh, the dancer. Um, and uh, if you enjoy this episode, uh, well, great. We have more to come over the, over the years. Uh, so, so again, if you want to watch uh, this foreplay, go to patreon.com slash turn me on. They, um, who knows? Our Patreon might get shut down after this one, after I put that gigantic <laughs> clip getting sucked out of, its, out of a body. This is, a, why, this is why it's impossible to get small business loans uh, for our business. <laughs> Uh. Oh, we're fucked. Um, <clears throat> so enjoy this episode, and uh, I guess we'll we'll see you all on the other side.
welcome, uh, welcome to the studio, Chloe. It's really nice to have you here virtually with us. Thank you so much for having me, guys. I'm a big fan of the podcast. I'm happy to be here today. I love that we're calling this a studio. Welcome, yeah. welcome to our studio, which is pretty much the same as Zoom. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a, good, it's a good one though. I've never used this before. This is like. Yeah. Yeah, I'm learning a lot. Great. It certainly has opened up a lot of possibilities for us as a podcast to be able to talk to guests from places outside of Nova Scotia or wherever we happen to be traveling. And it was really neat to um, to hear from you, another podcaster in in England. Can you tell us a a little bit about your your podcast and and what it's about? Yeah, for sure. Like we we've only been going well. I said this to you earlier. We me I have only been going for about two months now. Um, so a little baby podcast it's called stripper stories and uh yeah I just started it because a couple of my friends are like you just always waffle on about stuff that happens to you at work through all the jobs you've done in the sex industry and all the customers and people you meet so I thought I'd just vent it out on a, on a microphone it's a little bit like therapeutic for me and I get to meet some cool people like you guys and um and yeah it's, it's kind of just a funny light-hearted podcast that has has kind of like undertones of like things that are more serious to do with like the sex industry and being a woman and and how how things are, are changing through COVID, pre-COVID, and post-COVID. So yeah. Right, yeah, yeah, it's it's interesting for me, but um, you, I'm enjoying for, it. For, for a bit of uh, context to our listeners, can you can you lay out a little bit of your your background, your history? Yeah, for sure. I um I was a dancer, so like a stripper, I guess, in uh in London for like eight years. All over. Is that what they call is is that what they call them in London? Strippers? Dancer. We're a bit more Dan- like mm, dancer. dancer. But Dan- but yeah, dancer. little dancer, little but around dancer. a pole. Um yeah. <laughs> so uh I did that for a while. Um that was just to pay for my education. I went to like a private stupid private acting school that had you know no uh scholarship so I wanted to pay that off and I thought what what better thing to do than to use my dancing skills and and uh swing around a pole so I did that for about eight years and I then I became um a dominatrix through that uh job so then I was like a walker a girlfriend experience walker then I'd go and work in dungeons like on my days off and then now I have a baby podcast and I work on uh, adult work, which is a campsite, which is something that I've had to like learn to do through COVID because um, obviously the clubs Ooh. are closed. So yeah, my job's kind of changed. I do miss swinging around the pole and keeping active. I've had to buy one for my house, which has been, <laughs> and a microphone. So these two yeah. new things I'm like, I'm kind of into, but yeah, so I've, I've worked in the industry for a long time. Um, there's not much I haven't tried apart from escorting, which for me personally wasn't something I was, that was like the place where I stopped, you know? Mm. Um, but I have a lot of friends who work in that type of you know area of the industry. Um, but yeah, so pretty much done, done everything, I guess, in regards to like that side of things. But yeah. Mm. And so, yeah, now I'm doing a podcast. I love that you have such an extensive background in all of these different areas. Mm-hmm. Did you say a walker? Yeah. I've never oh, heard that before. Yeah, what's that? It's weird. It's it's like um an escort, I guess, but they don't sleep with the customer. So they just go out as a arm candy, I mm-hmm. guess, to oh, an yeah. older gentleman or just an older woman, a younger woman. It could be any type of person really. Um but you just kind of go for dinner and go to events and get kind of like a little bit um pretty woman esque but without the bar tub scene. 
Uh, right. Sure. sure. <laughs> Do you, in, in those, uh, this is the, man, I feel like this is the dumbest question of all time, but nice. anytime I always, I always think about that kind of scenario, if I was putting myself in it, I always think to myself, would I, would I come up with a backstory for uh, my date tonight in case, you know, like my, my boss, I run into my boss and he sees, you know, like was, was like setting up stories to, to kind of like give you a bit of, uh, like, I don't know, to make it more clandestine or like make it more James, I'm just picturing James Bond. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, the thing is, I mean, a lot of the girls pick areas of London where you would never run into anyone you'd know. Like, so parts of Uh, like Mayfair or like small, like, um, like home housey clubs where it's just members only. So you'd kind of know you'd say you were safe, I guess. But Talking of that, there are horror stories and it has happened to lots of girls where they've been discovered and, uh, yeah, it's just waffling on or talking through it. Oh, this is my uncle. Oh, this is Uncle Sam from out of town. And, you know, it all goes just absolute tits up. But, um, yeah, I I guess the whole job is acting anyway, most of it anyway. It is enjoyable to a point, um, but you do get used to saying, you know, you you don't never give your, your full backstory really to these people it is a job at the end of the day they're not your friends um they become friends over time but Mm -hmm. uh you have to be careful still turn me on podcast we'll be back after this short break here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Have you had um, clients that, like you said, like one job sort of led into the next and so on? Like, have you over the many years that you've been involved, have you have you like had many long term clients that have kind of been with you for a while? Yeah, I actually had one um, one long term guy who I met through dancing, and he uh, he was he was very interested in the the submissive side of things because he was a very like uh complicated 
one of those high class bankers who's very controlled of his everyday life and he wanted to like lose control mm. in his like more private life, I would guess. So I was with him for about four and a half, five years. Um, and he had uh, numerous things like prostate cancer, so he couldn't get it up. So, so he'd only want to have mm. to deal with... Um, I know he loved trans women, for instance. So I would like go and meet these wonderful trans women and we have like these parties and it would go on for about four and a half, five years, me and him hanging out. But I was like kind of like his assistant to slottery, I guess. I would like right, find right. the find the party, <clears throat> find the people, find the, you know, and he had a wife and a kid um, in a kind of, you know, standard, typical scenario, loveless marriage, you know, and wanted to like mm. live his life. He didn't, he had a pacemaker. He wasn't well. So he wanted to like do everything before he, and he did pass away like last year. Wow. Um, but yeah, that was, that was an experience and it like taught me a lot. Um, that was the last sugar daddy, I guess that I had, and that will be the last one. Um, because it was intense and he became my friend, you know, he was someone I kind of like really cared for. Um, and it was like a massive loss when he, he like passed away, but, um, yeah, so he was the longest. I think is that what you is that what you mean by intense like like that you you would never do it again because of the because of like the deep connection that that you you quite possibly could create and it and it just like makes it a little bit too much to to kind of handle all that like the the professional side of it mixed with like the uh where's the line sort of thing yeah I mean maybe kind of uh but my life's changed now where you know I was single then so I didn't feel like I was um like now I'm like dating someone more seriously it would be difficult because he's not really into that type of thing um I had to be more respectful on that side of things um that's probably why I wouldn't do and have that situation again for me personally But, um, you know, like anything, if you see someone twice a week for four years, it's going to be very difficult to, like, keep a game face on all the time. And he was super sweet, and he never treated me with, like, any type of disrespect. He always, um, you know, it's like the basic things, always paid me on time. It was like a great job, you know. It was one of those, you know, uh, I guess more successful stories when it comes to the sugar daddy relationship. Um, which probably would have carried on if he hadn't like died. Uh, mm. But um, yeah, I, I mean, I I actually quite like the fact that we were close. And it was um, my my housemate. I was saying this earlier to Bridie, like she's she's got a sugar daddy now, and it's not the same. And she she felt comfortable to get a sugar daddy because of all the great things I said about the guy I had. So you know it was it was it's nice to like spread the word that it is not all doom and gloom if you do have mm. these relationships with people um mm. but personally for me right right now my lifestyle wouldn't accommodate it i wouldn't say but i would do it if i'm single again who knows you know it was right. cool right yeah i'm super curious about so when you when you contacted us you were talking about um the bella thorne scandal and that was something that I was oh, seeing, right. I don't know a ton about, but I saw a lot of it on, in my social media because we have a lot of friends that are sex workers and, and it was, I, 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 I honestly, I didn't dig too deeply because we were going through our own stuff with losing our dog and everything. But I am really curious about what happened, what that is, first of all, and what happened there and, 
and then to dig in a little further about about sex work as portrayed by the media and celebrities and and in film and television over the last little bit because it seems like lots of people are talking about it and I wouldn't be surprised if like talking about it in terms of sex work in general as like a viable way to make some some money and to to like to have a job um but also but also like I'm curious about how it becoming more mainstream has affected the mm. the people who have been do, doing this like for a long time. Yeah, it definitely is affecting them in a. I'd like to think some positive way, but it just seems at the moment with all the media like interest in this is it's just negativity, um, which is kind of sad. It's it kind of started off with with. Well, not started off, but a few major celebrities getting this OnlyFans account. And you you guys probably know what that is. Everyone kind of knows what it is. It's kind of like, in basic terms, the, the, the not-fit-for-work Instagram account, which you can then subscribe. Um, it's like a subscription-based platform, um, and you can charge whatever you like on it and, and kind of give as much side boob, nipple, or whatever you want in yeah. it. Um, it's kind of like Patreon for sex workers. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah exactly. Okay. Um, but people have been doing it for a, a, a long while now, and it's only because of the kind of sex work gentrification that's happening um, that Bella Thorne, people like Cardi B, actually, she was an ex-dancer, stripper, mm. um, and she, but she never really over-complicates it. She never over uh what's the word like and under delivers what she's what she's talking about she never says that she's going to give any whap on <laughs> on the on the only fans she's like no you're not going to see my tits you're not going to see this you're not so don't subscribe if that's what you want to see whereas like bella thorne i think over promised and under delivered and that's where the problem started um i think she made one million dollars in a day and then it came to two million in a week and uh, this was over subscription of of dudes expecting because Bella Thorne uh, was never really. I mean, she went from Disney princess to you know being this really outwardly feminist, like you know you you are who you are. And her Instagram was always like very positive towards anything sexual. So um, so everyone thought, oh yeah, maybe this is her her next step. Maybe she's going to mm. start showing us a bit more of like her real self without the judgment. That's kind of how she described it. Um, but yeah, it was just over promising and under delivering. And then people started uh, asking for their money back, which was a big problem for the platform in general. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The platform so, yeah, right. yeah. Yeah. Because so, yeah, because I, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but um, after that whole, that whole scandal uh, where, where everyone was demanding like, Oh, well we got, fucking screwed we yeah. want our money back because we were expecting to see bella thorne like doing whatever yeah yeah totally uh gone and wild. uh yeah. yeah yeah bella thorne gone wild this is not wild enough i mm. want my money back right now yeah and so um but because there was so much money demanded back only fans i believe like they ended up putting like a a ceiling or a limit on the amount at which a a user of the platform can charge for their content. Yeah. Mm. So, so whereas before like that number was much higher and then they also changed the like, um, the payment dates. So it was like, instead of getting paid every two weeks, like you're only going to get a one time payment once a month. Yeah. But just in Um, case they get chargebacks and they need to like refund it. 
Right. Which is, right. Yeah. And so that takes all these people who have been doing this for so long and like have this, you know, this is my job and this is the way my job is laid out. And this is the, you know, this is the system that I use to get paid. And this is, this is how much I charge. All of those things were kind of like flipped upside down and everything was limited and, and different. And the people that had been, you know, using this platform for quite a while were like, what the fuck, Bella? Yeah. You know? Yeah, what exactly. What the fuck, OnlyFans? Yeah, nailed it. It's a, it's, yeah, it's a big problem. And uh, <laughs> I, I think I was explaining this to someone else the other day. I was like, well, you know, it could be seen as uh, it's just a girl, like any other girl in the strip club. You know, we're all lining up there all for the same amount of money. And you think, well, screw you. I, you know, I'm prettier than you or I've got more whatever else that day. I'm going to step on my friends' faces for more money, which is at the end of the day, the sex industry you know, everybody's in it for money, really, ultimately, yeah. right? Yeah, it's a job. Yeah. yeah, it's a job like anything else. So kind of Bella Thorne did that <laughs> very publicly. Um, I've got a bigger platform than you guys. I've got, you know, hairstylists and a team of people sending, you know, able to take mm. all these beautiful photos of me and people are going to come and pay this amount of money for me. So screw the rest of you. I'm not going to think about that. I'm going to make my money and, and run, which is basically what she's done. Um mm. Yeah. Do you do you think like I totally get this? You know, like when I when I, I read the the article about about the scandal that happened, um, and and seeing like and actually I've, there's quite a number of sex workers that I follow on Instagram that we've had on the show and or or through like through the show in some way, <clears throat> and they're all I, you know I'm reading that they're all really really pissed off and annoyed about this as well, and I get it, I fully get that, but there's this other part of me that that's you know. And because I am removed from it, I, I think it's a lot easier for me to kind of step back and look at what's happening and go, that does suck. But I do wonder if if the more this is becoming closer to the mainstream, the 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 more like positive things that could that could inherently come from that. For example, like laws changing surrounding, you know, sex worker laws and stuff like that. Uh, sex worker like rights and and like you know uh, I don't I, I don't know if unions are like the way to go but like you know those types of things where like you you say that now and it's like that's a fucking absurd idea that doesn't exist like anywhere what are you talking about but how how beneficial and how helpful that would be for so many people in the industry and I, and so you know seeing this thing where it's like only fans OnlyFans, like, I'm sure my mom knows what OnlyFans is. You know, like, it's it's a household name. Yeah. Because um, of? Because of? Well, no, because of, well, I, I think I think because of a perfect storm of many different things. Uh, you know, it's like COVID likely had to, had played a big part in that because OnlyFans subscriptions over, like, before COVID and then into COVID just started to skyrocket from what I, from what I could tell. Same and with then, porn as well. Porn, yeah. everything's just on, like the premium of, of like Pornhub was like free for a bit. Everyone was like, what? Yes. Yeah. I get to like watch this mental porn that was used to be like X amount of money per month. Mm-hmm. And the mm-hmm. same with OnlyFans. It's it like people are doing deals on their OnlyFans and there's yeah. a lot more girls who are, you know, girl next doors who would never not normally do OnlyFans. Yeah. Like doing it. And, and that's a massive turn on for loads of like girls and guys, you know? Mm-hmm. Ooh, you know, like... Gemma next door's now doing it. Oh, now I can see her, you know, not through her windows. I can see her actually on OnlyFans with the tits out. And it's like, yeah. you know, and people would pay for that. And it's um, it's like, you know, me starting a podcast. I would never have done that before. I wouldn't mm-hmm. have had time. Whereas, like, loads of people are just using using different outlets for, like, making money or keeping themselves occupied. Um, yeah. 
But yeah. Meanwhile, that's happening. Beyonce starts singing about it in her songs. Yeah, you know, it's like, I was literally so it's about like, to say that. It's one thing after the other that that really just like takes OnlyFans and and lifts it onto this like this household name type pedestal where everyone like everyone knows ish what it is if they don't know fully, right? Yeah. And so to that end, I, you know, do you think that there's? Do you think that although it's bullshit, what you know what? what is currently happening? Do you think that there's room? Like, do you think that this is, could be a net positive? I hope so. I I mean, but but people have been talking about um, sex workers rights and, you know, like the fact that in the clubs we, you know, we would just get fired on no notice with no pay, no nothing. And we have got strippers collectives over here. Um, Mm. And there's also the Berlin strippers collective where they do have like, uh, you know, pots of money and, and help, or they can always help, girls get other types of jobs or do foot worship or come and doing, you know, Mm. sub stuff in the dungeons or like girls will help each other out. Um, But I, I mean, I hope so. I hope from this, because, you know, it's becoming much more like Hollywood glamorous to be associated with the, the underground slut world, you know, even Mm. with the hustlers movie with Jennifer Lopez. And then she's there on swinging on a pole in the middle of um, what's that like massive, I can't, what is it? Um, half, the halftime show. I'm like, very oh, yeah, British. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. 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 Mm, very British. But, oh, yes, that halftime show. No, but she's there on a pole. And I'm like, what? like before, like anyone being on a pole of any kind, even swinging around a lamppost on your night out, people will be mm. like, oh, slut. Or, mm. oh, God. But now she's doing it on such a public platform. It's, it's, I hope that good comes from it. Mm. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm yet to see. I'm yet to see it, you know. What I that mean, looks like, yeah. Yeah, fingers yeah. crossed when the club's open, maybe maybe people will, will come in in droves. I, I don't see it happening, though, for some reason. I don't know. Just don't. But yeah. I, 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 I can imagine, like, lap dances and 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 things like that. I, I just, like, I, I'm just listening to the radio talking about kids going back to school, and then I'm thinking about, like, other other things that have always been so like, like when can I go back to the, like the, the gym or the yoga studio or the pool or whatever. And then you, you, you're just getting into a, a, like capacity issues and whether this business can sustain itself through, you know, the club, the strip club or the, the, uh, whatever it might be like, how I feel like we're only in the beginning of realizing how much change is going to be caused. Yeah. Um, yeah. in all of our industries yeah. yeah exactly i mean that's another thing we talk, i mean i'm talking about like, oh woe is the sex industry but like oh woe is every every industry at the moment so mm. um people can't get jobs in in the most you know like strictly like it was, you know there's loads of jobs in in the city in london for instance people didn't have trouble getting job but uh they're even struggling now. So we'll see how that turns out. I don't know how long it's going to take. Maybe mid next year now, I think. Maybe mm. next summer. But yeah, f- I don't fingers, know. Cr- fingers crossed sooner rather than later. Do you guys miss the strip clubs? Do you miss, do you, I mean, I don't know. What? We like, don't even have a strip club what? in Halifax. What? Yeah, no. So, no. So Ralph's, there was a strip club called Ralph's and um, it was, uh, it was around for like quite a while, but it shut down maybe four or five years ago and yeah. not, we don't have one. That's like, I think the, I think the closest place you, you got to go over to New Brunswick, I think. Right. Is there one in New Brunswick? There's yeah, definitely there's got, not there's, one in Prince Edward Island. Oh, there's got to be a strip club in Moncton. I mean, there's maybe privately. Maybe privately. <laughs> maybe like a, like the bootleggers, but 
but right. for right. for dancers. Yeah. Can you drink? Uh, for dancing. Can, can you drink in your strip clubs? Uh, no, Canada is a completely dry country. No, uh, stop it. <laughs> no, because in America, in some places, um, or like in any places I've been around the world, sometimes they're like, no, no drinking, no phones, no, no drinking, just no oh. fun. <laughs> yeah, no drinking in a in a strip club. That, yeah. That's. I mean, I thought that's like the. I thought that was like the business model of strip clubs. Right? You come in, yeah, and and they charge you have to drink a certain minimum and. It's, um, yeah. well, whenever I went to strip clubs, I was going in as a, you're, this is a I sh- horrible thing to say, but I always went in with no money. I was like, I, I shouldn't even be here. Oh no, you're just one of those people. I'm one of, I'm one of those fucking knob heads. Although, you know what? I did, I, one time I did, one time I did splurge, uh, because I, I won some money, I won money in Vegas and then we were like, Hey, let's, let's use this. Yeah. Wisely. That's yeah. good. We always used to like spot those people who'd been into the casinos. They got yeah. these little purple little pouches and be like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. he's all looking at his shoes. Yeah. But um, yeah, you were that guy for a night. Good. Yeah. But the women were like, yeah. Yeah, one night. And actually, it was a very different experience. <laughs> yeah, I bet. I bet. Yeah, it sure was. Uh, a handful of years ago when you were leaving acting school and you were like, I got, you know, I got to pay my student loans or whatever. I got to pay for school. Um, was there like when that idea came to mind of like getting into this industry was, did it surprise you or were you just like, this is a totally viable option? Honestly, it wasn't my idea. That's the worst thing about it. It was a boyfriend of mine. Yeah. He was like, he worked at, he was a piano player and I worked at a bar just like standard every student. And, uh, it was a bit of a pervy piano bar and he'd sit there, my boyfriend at the time, play the piano, like sultry tunes. And then he'd see these like perverts, perverts, whatever they were, but men handing me their number over the bar. And I'd be like, oh, thank you, thank you. He'd be like, wouldn't you just try and like do that on a, on a bigger scale and go and like dance in, in a strip club? And I was like, what, what are you talking about? You won't want me to do that. And uh, it took me a couple of months and we had a massive argument and I... It was just like, mm, fuck him. I'm going to go down to London and audition and got my job the same day and I stayed and I worked and, and that was the end. <laughs> Here I am now, 10 years later. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was actually a really, I mean, I came out with like 300 pounds, which back then was like the most money a student had ever made. Mm. Um, and then I just I went back every single night after that and uh, yeah, just never looked back. So it was his fault, really. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Arsehole. Um, I love yeah. that. <laughs> That's I moved I, I moved to London when I was 18. So my mom had lived there for most of my life. And I moved there with my boyfriend when I was 18. And it was the same thing. We were looking for jobs. And I I was like, maybe I'd be interested. In, like, I'd always kind of been interested in, in like, checking out what it would be like to be a walker or a, um, or a stripper and so a dancer. So I remember calling one place and them telling me what I would need to bring for my audition. And they were like stilettos a g-string etc and like how i and something to like change from into my g-string and i was like i think this is about as far as i can go with this (laughs) i can't imagine being like even remotely graceful in any kind of audition uh let alone having to wear stilettos in the in there and then 
And then I don't even think at 18 I knew what a G-string was. I was very... And they're not flattering either. Like if you get a G-string that's too big for you, it ends up looking like some sort of sumo wrestler wedgie. And it's just, you need to pick the right one. It just even goes down to that deep. I mean, I had no idea what I was doing when I auditioned either. (laughs) I think I'd shotted like some, I don't know, some old man's port around the corner. Like, quick, get get a bit drunk. And I'll look at a few YouTube videos about how to be a stripper. But um, yeah, it was quite liberating. I never thought I'd get the job, but... I think anyone can do it, though. I mean, you do see these girls who, whether they're 18 or they're, like, 25, you know, it d- d- depends on, like, your sexual, I guess, maturity. Is that the right word? But sure. how much you've been exposed to as a person anyway. But it doesn't matter what age you are. You can come in at 18 and be this really sexually confident woman and swing around the pole like no one's business. And then, mm. you know, 35, you could be, you know, super bow-legged Bambi walking across the room so like I've seen it all and and they it changes people like you'll Mm. go in one way and like it's like a conveyor belt and you'll come out like (laughs) kinky boots it's like proper crazy um but yeah like it was it was really good for my my like sexual confidence my confidence in general I think um and I can just imagine what I look like when I first started it would not have been a pretty sight full on g-string like up to here um but yeah no it was good i it, honestly it was, it was one of those jobs i'm like kind of glad that even if i didn't like it it would have been cool to just try you know my sisters have tried it and they're both younger than me and i'm like go and go and dance for a day or two and they'll get drunk and then just turn up at a strip club and work the same night and then they'll <laughs> ring me the next day like i i made 75 quid last night i was like how oh because i just went and danced in a strip club for a bit i was like great Girl after my own heart, like my little sister, you know. <laughs> Maybe it's more of a thing in London. I don't know. When yeah, you... I would totally encourage my my younger sisters to do some stuff like that for sure. They would be horrified, horrified. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, I I don't think my sister would now at this point. Uh, well, the, she uh, could. She, she could. She could if she wanted to. Yeah, yes. yeah. Oh. She sure could. Um, when you when you first got the job, Chloe, were you like? You know, like you went down to London for that audition. Did you like the first day of the job where you uh, because the first day of any job is always like, ooh, it's the first day of the first day of the big new job. Like, I don't want to. I hope people are nice to me. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I feel like the first day on the job as a sex worker having never done it before is like that times 10 because it's like, whoa, this is like. This is something that is outside of the, you know, what society has like laid out for me to be within the norm, you know? Yeah. Um, is that, what was that experience like of, of your first day at work? Oh my God, I'll never forget it. Like I always say this to my friends. I'm like, I remember the first guy I danced for and how he looked at me and he was like, it was like proper squeaky bum time. I was like, oh God, what do I do? And he's like... This, it was this really small man, and I and I was wearing this long velvet dress. It was just like the typical stereotype. It was just awful with these big dangly earrings. It was just proper bait. And um, I was like, "This is my first time." And then it was like, um, "You want it? Let's do it." <sighs> the pony song came on. Yeah, and I was like, I "Really?" My pony. I was like, yeah. "Oh my god, this is so like 
typical like could I not have had a cool freaking song anyway I was like it's my first time he was like I bet you say that to all the men I'm like no but seriously it's my first time like watch out I'm gonna kick you in the face like my legs are all over the place it was horrendous I think it was horrendous you just kind of watch the girls in like the other booths through like this little net curtain and you just kind of copy it's like very strange. Like right, all the dogs, sure. pe- so dogs. This is the worst thing I've ever said. But like peeing on the lamppost, and they're all pe- everybody's doing the same pee on. The- they're all like, all right, now you turn around and you do this, and then you turn around and you flip your hair, and it's everyone just does like the similar kind of dance um, when you're new. But yeah. what I wasn't, yeah, I was nervous. I would say that, yeah. And I remember after I got off my audition, there was like <laughs> I think about twenty five girls all watching me, and like they they watch you with these like big black hole of eyes and they're like oh who's this new girl coming to steal our money and uh Ooh. they all clapped and i was like what i was like this is nice i'll stay at this club i think um <laughs> and they were all like Woo, yeah like, i don't know whether they were just taking the piss or not but i actually genuinely felt right. really comfortable after that um so it was a good it was a good experience overall like i think for my first night but I've, yeah i've seen some horrific things happen yeah. to some girls but um for me it was good I was nervous, though. What was... No, go ahead, Brad. I had a similar question because I I, I was reflecting the other day. You know, I've been teaching yoga for like 15 years. And I was like, at this point, I can walk into any yoga studio and feel at home. Like, I I don't... Like, I know that walking in to the studio for the first time for a lot of people is is really scary. And they don't know if they have the right clothes on or the right props or where to go or whether they're allowed to talk or ask questions. Anyway, there's all those unknowns. And I feel like at this point, I, I feel like I could make myself at home in pretty much any yoga studio. How was there a, like, was there a point in, in your career to date where you're like, yeah, because I, I would have been terrified of those girls that, that applauded for you. I, I would have been I was, yeah, petrified. I was, yeah. No, I feel you. Yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, I wouldn't have no idea how to, because I don't do yoga, but my friends do. And like, so I'm, I see them all coming home with all their equipment and I'm like, I would be all the gear, no idea. Like I would have, I would be like, do I wear, what do I wear? I'm allowed to sweat. Like, do I, yeah, exactly. And I have no flexibility anymore because COVID has done this to me. So I would have no idea. I would be nervous. Um, but yeah, I, I feel, I don't know. I, I think that with any, like any new job, like you said, you, you are nervous, um, and those girls did freak me out. But after a while, I think after my sixth or seventh club, you know, and you work there seven nights a week and no one has a, everyone has a drink. And you do feel like at a point, yeah, I'll just walk in. And sometimes you don't even need to audition anymore because you know everyone. Mm. You know, you put your little, like, almost like fist into the industry and everyone's like, right, I know who you are now. Um, but yeah, in the beginning, it was it was nerve wracking. And, and tough because I'm, I'm not naturally very bitchy or catty or like I hate to fight girls like I'm always like oh be my best friend let's be friends and like that that attitude gets you nowhere like at mm. all you know the people walk all over you if they see like a, a like an ounce of weakness so I did have to change my um my facade I guess uh acting again it was just all even though I'd go home and cry sometimes you know from like the bullying or like whatever you know about, yeah. Have, yeah has anyone ever pulled any like really nasty pranks on you or anything like that yeah like uh, well yeah i've i've had fights with girls like fisticuff like pulling hair out like by uh, the throat I, jugular uh, like spitting I, I hate that prank 
it's the worst trust me even when you've had loads of alcohol you still it's traumatic yeah do they do they do things like glue your like underwear to your butt crack or something like that's the kind of shit shit. i'm like what what if they put like nair on the inside of my thong and then my all of my genitals burned that's That's a good idea never (laughs) thought of that one i'm gonna keep that and take that to the strip club next time <laughs> um, no, we had this one girl. Uh, she she doesn't. Listen, she I don't know if she'll ever listen to a podcast in her life. But she, I'm a horrible person called the witch, and she used to like really try her hardest to like I don't know like put people off. Like she'd put like chewing gum in people's weaves and like I don't know like I don't know ch- I don't know she spat in someone's drink once or she'd t- take someone's customer. Like it does get quite catty. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the older you get, you just you have to laugh at it. Really, you know, it's it's just yeah. it's just part of the job. I think. Is you were saying earlier that like you know it's it's kind of a system where you're on a conveyor belt and you go in one door one way and you come out the other door and you're you're when you're on the other end of it you're completely different. Is that? Do you think that? I find it interesting that you said that, but also that you 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 compared it to acting and performing as well. So it's like even though you don't have this this like caddy side of yourself, you can turn that on. You can, you know, you can, you can dial up that character a bit, but like, is it kind of like method acting where, uh, if you go too deep, too, too far, too deep, it might not be good for, you know, your overall well being. Um, and you know, did you come out on the other end with a bit more of like a natural caddy side to you that, that you, that might like spring up or spring out without, without your knowing, um, or were you able to compartmentalize and keep it all a separate performance, you know? I'd like to say the second one, but I'm, I would be lying. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, right. I, 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 th- I think it's difficult to like, it does change you as a person and the more you're yeah. exposed to that kind of thing. Um, and people have even said to me, you know, like obviously because I'm pretty much speed dating every single night, you meet so many guys and like right. they're all in there for a different reason, you know, like it can go from like, oh, my girlfriend's eight months pregnant and she won't have sex with me, so will you? I'm like, you're an asshole, But you can't say that, really. Right. Um, so you do see a different side of or, or women coming in there and they'll be like, oh, my, they're just completely bad-mouthing their husband or girlfriend or whatever. It just it doesn't matter. Like, you do see, like, the best and worst of people. So mm. um, in my relationships, I think, my personal relationships, I think that is has kind of filtered into that too, not just with my naturally like bitchy self, but um, I'm a little bit guarded because I'm like, oh, I've heard that one before or I've heard Mm. all that, you know, old chestnut, you know, it's Mm -hmm. like, uh, you know, you're not just like one of the guys in the club. And so you don't really have a fair playing field when it comes to dating, I don't think, Um, like a normal (laughs) muggle would, um, just because, you know, you do take... It, uh, from into your life the experiences that you have you know don't you so I think um for me that that is probably the the kind of worst part about it I think mm. I wish I was they, they say what's that saying like um would you rather be like ignorant and happy or like or you know know everything and and, and unhappy I don't know like which is it but um sometimes I do think oh I just wish I I hadn't met one of you before or 15 or 25 of you before. Cause I probably would have, you know, given you a go from like hinge or Tinder or whatever. Um, it's mm-hmm. hard to meet people normally. I think that's the worst bit. That makes mm. sense. Yeah. Um, do you think that, uh, 
like in your current relationship, do you, are there, like even having this podcast at times has been challenging in my romantic relationships. Um, just because like I started this podcast, you know, with no responsibility really to anybody else. And I could say whatever I want. I could share as much as I want about my own sex life and they could, you know, whatever. And then as soon as I had a significant relationship, it was like, well now almost everything, I almost have to negotiate everything that I'm going to talk about because it's now not, not just about me. And a lot of times that really graded, on me the wrong in in like a in sort of a negative way where I was just like well it's my right and you know I'm in this because I want to be you know freedom and and not to be censored and etc so what what what's it kind of been like in your in your relationship to sort of navigate your work and life balance I guess I kind of feel exactly the same as you did Mm -hmm. um I, I feel like that now in a way like I've started this podcast and I do want to talk about everything because I think you know the things I do talk about it's, it's meant to be you know completely sexually inclusive of everyone you should never be ashamed of who you are if you're not hurting anyone else and it's consensual then go for it like we only have one life and that's kind of like what I'm most you know into talking about but then I have to think about censoring myself and to not hurt another person um, mm. and to also respect them and their privacy. Um, I don't show a lot of my face, for instance, on my Instagram um, and I don't use my real name. I use my dancer name. Um, so, and I never mention who, who the guy I'm dating or the guys I do date, their names. Um, they'll just be like, they'll have like a alias or like some sort of weird thing I'll say about them. Right. But um there yeah with my most serious relationship now it's kind of like oh you know are you really going to talk about that or oh I'd appreciate it if you didn't I'd be like just like you you have to almost it's almost like like mind mind um bombs you're like navigating through the what's gonna you know turn Mm. up next um Mm. so I do find that difficult uh trying to you know express that it is okay to just be yourself but you do have to bear in mind other people's feelings too mm. um and so it was a lot easier when I was single <laughs> probably like how, how exactly how you felt like you could completely word vomit um but now it's it's almost like taught me to be a bit more um self-aware and um yeah I think that that's actually quite quite important and like it has been useful to me um because mm. normally I'm like the girl at the party that's like anal let's talk about that and like yeah. not everybody's really into talking about anal when they don't know you whereas like so I, I have, have become a bit more like okay you can't it's like you know veganism like don't punch it down someone's throat not everybody yeah. wants to be a vegan so yeah. it's like that's how I'm kind of trying to do this podcast it is difficult though at times um but yeah I feel exactly the same as you mm. do 100% <clears throat> What uh, what is the podcast? Uh, give give our give our listeners a little like little rundown on your on your podcast and and where where people can tune in. Yeah, it's uh, well, um, we've got on Instagram. It's called Stripper Stories Podcast, and we're everywhere that podcasts are are listened to. So yeah, um, and uh, and yeah, and we we just basically have a different a different theme each week. I'm having different like 
um, guests at the moment. We we had a, a, a sex psychologist on the last two weeks called Dr. Kink. That's not his actual name, but he does talk a lot about lots of weird weird things about black holes in assholes and you know nice. the, the history of bdsm and snm and freud and like really interesting things like that and then it goes to like someone talking about having sex with a dead body in a strip club last week and then him being chucked down it's just it goes it's quite a broad spectrum of things um whoa <laughs> yeah uh, whoa it's a did lot. you say did you say i i'm pretty sure i just saw the words <laughs> having sex with a dead body at a strip club yeah yeah. All together in okay, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, he didn't actually do that, but he did express his kink, which was go, oh, got you. Oh, which oh, was is the kink. Te- Ted whoa. Bundy vibes. Oh, whoa, um, yeah, wow. Yeah, it was a lot. He wow. was like, "Can you just lie still and then just pretend like you're dead?" I'm like, "That's just I don't know where this stops here." So, I mean, yeah. we do talk a lot about wow. like different mental customer experiences, um, and you know what it's like to to work in the industry. So, yeah, um. Come and listen to me. Come and listen to yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, those are my those are my favorite types of podcasts. So uh, that's which is a big part why I wanted to start this one with Bridie because uh, I want to hear all that weird shit. Yeah, so me too. Uh, if you like that weird shit as much as I do, uh, go check out Chloe's podcast, Stripper Stories podcast. Yes, Stripper Stories podcast. That's really awesome. This has been this has been a real treat. It's been really nice to talk to you. Thank and, you. And get uh, get a bit of a glimpse into your life and into uh, into some of the stuff that you've been a pro at for quite a while. So um, I want to say thank you for taking the time to sit down and chat with us today. And um, and yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much all I wanted to say. There. I was just, I was just gonna, <laughs> thank you, you guys. No, but like kind regards, else, kind of <laughs> regards. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for having me as well. I literally, your your podcast like is a vibe over here. We love it. So thank you so much. Ah, oh, uh, sweet. Yeah. Sweet. Well, there you have it. That was our conversation with Chloe from Stripper Stories Podcast. Um, uh, I'm saying that right, right? I'm not fucking that up. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's right. Okay, yeah, great. Um, uh, so you should go, definitely go give them a follow on Instagram because uh, Chloe is great and we had a lot of fun with her. And go give their podcast a listen. Um, uh, their their podcast is available wherever you find good podcasts. And... Um, and, you know, we're just trying to, like, spread the love out there in the podcast world. There's there's lots of people out there grinding their little sweet, sweet, juicy booties to try to get the listeners to to um, to listen to them speak about things. And and according to their their uh, I, I, their Instagram, they talk uh, Chloe talks about some really raunchy and fun things, which is right up my alley. So. Um, did I tell you that uh, I, I almost reached out to Chloe last week because um, listeners, you may or may not know this, but uh, Jeremy and I had a live show at a, at a, a college show, uh, live streamed um, last week. And, it, and in it, I, we, we played this game where that we made up, which is a super fun game, and we'll, we'll all play it together sometime soon. Oh, yeah, um, I can't wait. It's called Urban Urban Fictionary, and it's yeah. it's basically um, we give you we give you a word and and three potential definitions, and and you got to pick which one it, it is. And uh, so one of the words um, one of the words we picked was uh, gorilla mask. Do you remember that, Jeremy? Ah, uh, yeah, I do remember gorilla mask. So uh, so 
you know, it's not very basically, nice. no, it's not very nice. It has to do with, with coming on someone's face and then ripping out their pubic hair and sticking it to their face and then having them be an angry, angry gorilla. That's there. Now, you know, that one. Yeah. Yeah. I do love pranks, but that is a mean prank. And, um, and if you're doing those pranks, you, unless your partner really wants that prank, but unless you're pulling those pranks, you really, you really just shouldn't. That's, uh, the reason about that. The reason I bring it up is because um, I almost I almost contacted Chloe because while I was looking for the the right image to use for the for for that particular word, I um, I I googled I googled gorilla mask and tried to find the right image and I couldn't find it and I couldn't oh, find it. So then yeah. I googled pubic hair on face because that was the closest thing I could I could think of that would be an accurate image and it led me to this story published in uh, oh, the right. Mirror. I think and, no, no. Uh, hold on, hold on. Are we going down this UK? road? Let's not. No, hold on. Let's not go down this road yet because because this this is at the end of the podcast. We look. This, this is our. This okay, bride. This is a. This is a. What do you call it? Uh, a cliffhanger. Because I you you told me there was a story behind this, and I want to get into it, but I do not. Not. I think it, we need to. We need to start a podcast with this. I I don't think this is the way to end it. <laughs> I think we cliffhanger this and and uh, and really make the listeners real annoyed and horny for next week by uh, by not getting into that right now. So, uh, what do you think about that? Is that okay? I think that's totally okay, especially okay, because we are. Um, I am now experiencing, even though I'm just upstairs from you, I'm now uh, experiencing quite a significant delay. And it's kind of like, <laughs> yeah. it's kind of like, you know, when you're having sex and you've already come and then, and then you're not really in the mood to keep going, but you do also want to give your partner, you know, that, oh, that, oh moment. And so, yeah. but you're just kind of, you know, it's, it's kind of one of those out of sync moments. So, yep, 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 yep. Okay. Well then folks, listen. We fucking love you. Uh, honestly, this is like this podcast is so important to Bridie and I, and we have so much fun doing it. And at the, the it, really, the fun comes from the fact that we know that you're out there listening. And uh, um, so, thank you. Thanks for doing that. If you want to give us a follow on Spotify, we would love that. Uh, hit us up on uh, Apple Podcasts, leave a rating and a review because that's always important. And um, and again, go check out Stripper Stories podcast. Uh, and do the same for them. That is it for this week. It sure is. Until next week. Go fuck yourself. What was that? 
boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.